This is McKinsey Recruiting, a podcast created to help you learn more about McKinsey and Company. My name is Sydney Streets, and I'm here to answer your questions about McKinsey Recruiting, show you what it's like to work for McKinsey, and explain why when you leave, you're a McKinsey alum, not a former employee. On this episode of McKinsey Recruiting, we're talking about everything MBA recruiting with Kristen Altenberg and Colin Fogarty. I hope you enjoy. Kristen, Colin, so great to have you on the podcast. I'm really pumped to talk about MBA recruiting. Um, So you both have kind of different uh, paths that have brought you to McKinsey and to MBA recruiting, but but I'd love to hear from each of you a little bit more about that. So Colin, what were you up to before business school? Yeah, so before business school, I was working in marketing and sales in Atlanta as a, a territory sales manager. Had a had a bit of exposure to I would say kind of small scale consulting for small business owners, which naturally led me to to uncover the world of McKinsey. And I said, you know, I, that's where I want to go work, and applied to business school and, and went to Darden University of Virginia. Um, had a great internship offer, signed my offer letter without uh without even reading it. I was so excited to come back, and then have been in the firm for about three years now, and an EM here out of the Atlanta office. Awesome. Um, and Kristen, for you, what has brought you to McKinsey? And um, can you talk a little bit more about your current sure. role? Sure. So I actually um, started at McKinsey almost 12 years ago, actually right out of undergrad. So this is essentially my first real job, which has been incredibly exciting. I've been in recruiting that full time and have um, recruited folks, uh, undergrads, APDs, MBAs, and more recently um, jumped into managing the MBA recruiting team here in the U.S. Um, and so work really closely with all of the MBA source recruiters across the country um, to you know, put on great events and meet wonderful students. And so I have the pleasure of getting to go to a bunch of different campuses throughout the season and meeting a bunch of students um, and hearing what's on their minds and bringing them through the process. Awesome. So I'm getting the opportunity to talk to two experts here. So Kristen, when it comes to across the board with our, you know, North American MBA schools, um, and then Colin, for you kind of on this, you know, for an individual school, really well versed in, in what our activities are. So really excited about that. For you guys, when, you know, when we're on campus, um, what are we, when you talk to a, a current student, what do you say we're looking for when it comes to a summer associate or an associate? Sure, I can jump in and then Colin, please add. Um, you know, I think what I always say is, sure. you know, obviously you can find all of this on our website. We're not secret about this. But, you know, first and foremost, we're looking for mm-hmm. really curious problem solvers, people who want to get in, you know, look at problems with that curious lens and want to get in there and solve them, think about them in an analytical way, be able to break down that problem and kind of figure out what they need to see that problem through. So I'd say that's kind of obviously one main piece of the puzzle. Um, The other piece is certainly, you know, those soft skills. So the leadership skills, the influencing skills, to be able to go into a client and actually share out recommendations, bring them along in the journey and help, um, you know, make sure that those recommendations are able to be implemented at that organization. 
And then finally, I think one big um, push too is just around, you know, this entrepreneurship mindset. So being able to, you know, think about new ways that we could, you know, tackle a problem or areas that the firm should be thinking about or new spaces we should be getting into because while it is an established firm, there's so much, um, you know, great white space. And I think a lot of people are innovating here. And so having that mindset coming in is um, also super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would I would one hundred percent echo that. Um, I think you know if you if you go to our McKinsey's recruiting website, there's there's a link that says what we're looking for, and and what is on the page absolutely describes what we are looking for. Um, but the other way to answer it, I was actually speaking with someone who's interested in McKinsey and recruiting for us yesterday, and he asked me, you know, if I joined a team as a new business analyst, what what makes folks successful? And my answer was, you know, as an EM, what I'm looking for is someone who can get a problem and they're super eager to go solve it. um, And they're going to go, you know, put a plan in place to solve it. They've got the the critical thinking to think through the challenges of the problem and figure out what is the right answer um, and and write recommendation for the client. And then third, they're they're able to take that recommendation and present it to the, the client and work with the team in a way where it's actionable, it makes sense, and, and there's broad you know, alignment on this is the path forward. And so that's, that's what I look for in, in candidates when I'm actually staffing up my team. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. I think you, what you've said is very kind of like the holistic 30,000 foot view. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a question that sometimes I used to get on campus, but like when it comes to practically like what's what you're looking for in the resume. Can you give any tips on that? Like on anything that folks should highlight or make sure that they say? Sure. I think um, kind of going back to what we're looking for, I think my biggest advice is to actually look at that criteria on our website and then look at your resume and make sure that the bullet points within each of your experiences are calling out those attributes that we're looking for. So for instance, for leadership, um, within whether it's school or previous work experience or a volunteer experience, it's showcasing um, the leadership that you had on a specific team and that, you know, there's a bullet point that we can, you know, specifically look at to showcase that evidence. Um, you know, obviously also to, uh, you know, it's not just work experience, but also, um, you know, what courses you've taken or, you know, what, um, you know, types some type of technical or analytical components you might have too, that's obviously becoming increasingly important in what we're looking for. So if you have some sort of certification or coding experience or, you know, something like that, I think it's really helpful. Um, So it's not just kind of the traditional business experience, but also any other skills that you've acquired um, over the last few years would be really helpful to call out too. Yeah, and, and I would add on the, the other big piece that I think is really helpful to, to call it is the, the impact you've had, um, whether individually or with, with working for a team. Um, what, what are the big pieces of work you've been able to drive that have really shown impact, whether um, it's in a business context or in a teaching context or whatever it might be, showing those accomplishments and, and impact that's been delivered, I think, is a, a big standout as well. That's awesome. That's, yeah, super helpful. Um, I'm going to ask you guys another, like a couple questions that are kind of those FAQs that folks often have. Um, so as candidates, whether they're on campus or coming from other schools where we don't have a campus presence, they'll approach the application and kind of start to think through um, what McKinsey is looking for. So one of those questions is all about like 
office preferences. Um, Colin, how did you think about preferencing your offices in your application? And, and what advice would you give for someone else? So I, I was fortunate enough to have, have an easy path. Um, I had been in Georgia my entire life prior to business school. Came to business school thinking I would uh, expand out and, and apply to other offices. But really what it came down to for me pretty quickly was I, I connected with a number of folks um, out of the, the Atlanta office for McKinsey. And they just, they were the people that stood out to me. Um, for one reason or another, they, they were, were like my friends that I grew up with and, and know back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was an easy process for me. Um, it kind of, it stood out right away. But my, my advice, and I always tell this to folks I, I meet on Darden each year who are asking about which office they should apply to and how they should figure it out or, or practice. And for me, look, I think if you join McKinsey, whatever office you go to is going to be an awesome experience. Uh, but go where you, you feel comfortable and feel like you fit in or connect with the folks the most. I just think getting to know the people um, is the best way to do it because they, they reflect the culture and the feeling and the fit of, of that office specifically. That's from mm-hmm. the, the people side. The other thing I would say is, you know, if you are interested in specific industry, a la like oil and gas, I would say there is a strong connection to a lot of the work out of Houston. It makes geographic sense or like banking and financial services. Obviously, New York has a pretty strong connection there. So there can be some some practice or, or work industry type components to think about. Uh, but if you don't have that, I think it, it certainly comes down to people. That That's how I approach it anyway. Yeah. Kristen, what do you say to candidates? I would echo a lot of what Colin mentioned. Um, I think the one addition I would add is just honestly, first and foremost, to think about your where your personal um, you know champions are, where your personal network is, you know, because obviously wherever you live, you want to be surrounded by family, friends, that personal network too. And, you know, you can get a lot of, you can do a lot of different types of work in most offices. Um, Of course, if you're optimizing, you know, to go deep in a specific industry, as Colin mentioned, you know, should really look at those specific offices, but you will have a breadth of opportunities in most offices. So first and foremost, I'd say, think about those personal connections when thinking about an office choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Another question that we often get is about the need to specialize and how to think about practices. Uh, Kristen, what are some of the pathways for an MBA student to McKinsey? Sure. I, I would describe it as four main pathways, just to make it kind of a little bit more clear to visualize. Um, we've got the generalist associate path, which is what you traditionally would um, think about, about McKinsey. So you're coming in as an associate consultant, working across a wide range of industries and functions. The second path is where you would come in at that associate role as well, but you could um, really focus on a particular function. And the five functions that we hire directly into are digital, marketing and sales, risk, corporate finance, and operations. Um, And a way to think about that is you would actually come in and major in that function, but you could work across industries within that function. Um, The third path is also an associate role, but it's with our McKinsey Implementation Group. So you would actually come in, help to work with the team on the strategy piece, but stay on longer with the client, actually help them um, build their capabilities to implement that solution um, at the client. And then the fourth option is kind of more of an emerging opportunity for MBA students here at McKinsey. It's 
what we're kind of calling technical roles. Um, and Colin, maybe I can hand it over to you just because I know you're doing a lot of work on this, um, just to describe what some of those roles are. Yeah, absolutely. So um, on the, the, the technical role side, um, I think there's um, a couple roles that um, could be an interesting opportunity for someone with who's either has a technical background prior to business school, or I know at a lot of business schools, um, there's sort of new certifications that are coming along with your MBA. Like at, at Darden, I think there's a certificate in data science. Um, I might not have the nomenclature perfect, but I know that's an emerging sort of um, piece that folks can get as they, uh, on top of their MBA. But I would say there's, there's a couple roles on that technology side. Um, one is a, a data scientist role. Um, two, there is a, from an engineering perspective, a, um, a, a data engineer or like a, a product engineer. Um, and then we're also looking for, for new roles that are like agile coaches or within the design space. Um, so about, so, so I think those give a little bit of the flavor of these new emerging sort of tech McKinsey tech roles that we'll also be looking for. But again, I think the, the big difference there is, um, there's a bit more of a, a technical awesome. experience component that, uh, that you'd want to see for those roles. So if those sound interesting to you, um, I think there's going to be another podcast that dives a little bit deeper into those. Um, but that just gives you a little bit of the flavor of this new, really exciting sort of piece of the firm that's a real priority and that is, that is growing rapidly. Um, given that's a big piece of the work we do for our clients nowadays. So, of course, you guys talked a little bit about the locations, um, but how should someone think about joining a practice? Um, you know, for one of those five functional practices, I think this is an opportunity for someone who has a bit of experience in one of those functions um, and also has a passion around doing work in that function. Now, you still get the breadth of opportunity across industries within, within that function. So, for instance, if you came into operations, you still have the opportunity to work across a wide range of companies and industries doing operations work. But you, you do want to know that you want to do a majority of your work in that area. So I think it's just thinking about what do you, do you want a breadth of opportunity across industry and function, or do you want to start to specialize more within a function, but work across industries, in which case a practice option um, is really a great option for you. There's opportunity outside of that function within, you know, your role, if you come into that practice, but you should think about doing, you will be doing a majority of your work in that practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to talk to candidates about it um, and use the analogy that it's basically like declaring your major freshman year versus trying a bunch of different classes, seeing how it goes, and then choosing that major or looking to sort of specialize later. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a perfect, a perfect spot on analogy. Um, one thing that I know you know, makes business school students anxious, and Colin, I'm eager to hear how you felt about this, is networking and thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, trying to get that first summer internship and the networking that they need to do to, um, to put themselves in a good position. You know, if I'm a student on a business school campus that um, McKinsey has a presence, how should I think about getting to know McKinsey and attending, you know, the big company presentation? Um, how should I think about those events? Yeah, so so I'll, I'll talk to my my own journey. It probably is a way to illustrate this. Um, so Darden, when I was a first year student, of course, the, the first introduction to McKinsey was a, a big presentation where 150 of my classmates and I, interested in consulting, attended the presentation. You know, we learned about McKinsey. We heard from a lot of different folks. 
Uh, and then afterwards, there was kind of a, a meet and greet time to really go around and talk to the various people from McKinsey that were there. They, we, we call them networking mm-hmm. circles. Um, they certainly are a thing that existed, at least at Darden. Um, but my approach was there was two or three folks from Atlanta who had introduced themselves during the presentation. And so I kind of picked those folks out and then during that time afterwards, made sure I connected with them, um, you know, had an introduction conversation and then followed up with them to connect, whether it was through a coffee chat or kind of one-on-one on the phone. And so that, that was kind of my tactical way of saying, this is where I think I want to go. Let me figure out who are the right folks to talk to. Um, if you're looking at two offices, I would say make it Houston and, and Washington, D.C. as an example. I might apply the same sort of process to say, yep, those are the two folks from D.C. I want to make sure I, I meet and introduce myself to, as well as the two folks from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was kind of my first piece. Um, but then afterwards, when I'm having these one-on-one conversations, right, with the folks I met from Atlanta, um, I really use as an opportunity. One, I wanted to make sure they knew who I was, why I was interested in McKinsey, you know, why I was interested in consulting, kind of those pieces to my side. But I also used it really as a, an opportunity to test, you know, is this where I, I want to go to work? Is what I think I want to do the, the right? It, do, can I see that when I talk to other folks that are at McKinsey? Um, is Atlanta the right office? Am I connecting with these folks? So I think it's very much a, a two-way street to let the firm get to know you as well as um, you getting to know the firm from a candidate perspective. That's my, my spiel and kind of the, the practical, tactical piece of it. Um, but the other thing I would, I would say on that piece mm-hmm. is a lot of, a lot of friends I've, can get a little bit worked up about, you know, MBA networking. It's this, this big black box, especially going into business school. Um, treat it as an opportunity to explore what you think you want to do. Um, again, the door swings both ways. And it's not about like, it's not going down a checklist saying, I need to talk to five people at McKinsey and six people from the Atlanta office and whatever it looks like. It is really about, I th- I always describe it as um, depth over breadth. Have some really good conversations with folks that you meet and don't feel like you need to talk to mm-hmm. 15 or 20 people or whatever the number is. It's really about, um, you know, having sort of meaningful conversations and relationships versus playing the recruiting game, I think is the way I've I've heard it described. Hopefully hopefully that's helpful. Colin, I couldn't agree more. I would say just two things to echo what you said. It's really quality over quantity. And we're not over here checking off the list of what events you've come to. And, you know, that has no bearing on, you know, your success in the process by any means. So just want to put that out there. So really quality over quantity. And then I think the other piece is just bringing your authentic self to those conversations. You know, if you're really trying to figure out if a company is right for you and you're you're putting on a face of what you think they want, then I don't think you're going to really fully understand if that's the right opportunity for you. But rather, bring your authentic self. That's what we want. We want a diverse range of 
you know, people and attitudes and mindsets and backgrounds. And so um, I think that that's really what appeals to us. So those would be my two pieces of advice. That is super helpful. I do know students are worried about, you know, our firms tracking interactions, how they're thinking about that. So what I'm taking away from what you guys have said is it's really an opportunity for students to learn more about McKinsey, learn more about others to figure out where they fit makes sense for them. How about for students? Yeah, how about for students that um, don't go to business schools where McKinsey has a presence? Any advice for them? Yeah, um, I think first of all, trying to bust a myth here, you know, some folks think that we don't hire people from the schools that we're not at, and that's absolutely not true. We actually look at all of the applications that come in, and we do hire some really great folks from um, outside of the schools that we have a, you know, big presence at. So just want to throw that out there. Um, and I think, you know, some of the best tips I can say there is, first of all, once again, leverage all of the amazing resources that are available on our website in terms of opportunities available, um, how you can prepare for those opportunities, and of course, to, you know, submit your application by those specific deadlines. Um, I think also, too, it'd be really great, you know, within your own network, looking at, you know, your LinkedIn and other people in your network to understand who currently works at McKinsey to reach out to them proactively and understand more about their experience. If you don't have a lot of those connections, then you can certainly um, reach out to us. There's a contact us on our website. And we do have someone who monitors that regularly and puts folks in touch with the relevant recruiters to get more information and to make those connections. So there is that opportunity as well. Um, But first and foremost, I'd say start with the website to really learn more um, and then, you know, leverage your network. Mm -hmm. That's super helpful. Yeah, and I I just... And I was just going to add, um, you know, I'm heavily, heavily involved with our, our Darden recruiting, as mentioned earlier. Um, but I've had, I've been put in touch with folks from, from other schools across the country. I've been put in touch with folks who went to the University of Georgia for undergrad, which is where I went for undergrad. So we are constantly, I think, trying to make those connections beyond like the, the core place where I spend my time like Darden. Awesome. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about some of the resources that are available at business school. Um, you know, Colin, how helpful did you find your consulting club and career services? Like, what would you recommend to a student on utilizing on-campus resources? And so I'll speak to, again, speak to my Darden experience. And while it may be different in, in nuanced ways at other schools, um, I imagine it's there's a lot of similarities. Um so my first piece of advice is the consulting club or con- consulting group, whatever it's called, they, they had a process at Darden, they had a process in place um, and a theme throughout, throughout the fall when we were going through networking recruiting mm-hmm. was, was trust the process. Um, I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Um, but we say, we say that because it's true. You know, there is, there's the initial sort of, consulting presentations from McKinsey and other firms. And then there are networking events and coffee chat signups. And then there are, you get into preparing for case interviews and there's case interview prep and there are, you know, booklets and, and guides to do that. And there's set up, there's time set up with second years to help you practice and then set up times with first years. And then you get to the actual interview phase. And so I, I ramble on a bit about that because it's pretty, it, there's a lot that goes into it, but it actually ends up being pretty structured to follow that process, whatever it looks like, whether it's Darden or another school. And so trust the process, I think, is my, my overall advice there. And then 
on the, the career services side, look, I think those are some of the biggest advocates for students uh, at, at business school. Understand what they what they do and what they can offer, and then take advantage of that uh, in whatever way makes best sense for for you as an individual as you're working through your fall process. Just to jump in there too, I think um, you know when you're thinking about leveraging these resources, especially the second year coaches and career services contacts and folks um, you know from various firms. Um, you know, focusing, of course, when you're thinking about consulting interviews on the case interview, but equally focusing on the behavioral interview. So those questions where we're going to ask about specific experiences and what you did in those experiences. So spending a good amount of time thinking through when you were at your best, a great leadership example, a great influencing example, rehearsing that even a little bit um, so that you can jog your memory of that experience and be ready to talk to it at length um, within uh, the interview because, you know, at least from the McKinsey perspective, that's equally as important as the case interview performance. So just want to throw that out there as an additional tip as you go through leveraging mm-hmm. all of those resources. That's great. I, I actually want to dive in a little bit deeper on interview prep and, uh, and how students should be thinking about that. Um, Kristen, just to pick on you again, like how does McKinsey think about coaching candidates and sort of how should a student think about their relationship with um, their buddy or their mentor that they're assigned um, after they get invited in for interviews? Sure. We actually, um, much like when you join the firm, really want to make this a, um, you know, a great and supportive process because we recognize there's a lot of anxiety going into a McKinsey interview process. And so we kind of want to take that away a little bit. And so we certainly put in kind of formal mechanisms to help with that. So as Cindy alluded to, um, we, uh, you know, provide everyone a buddy um, once they are invited in for round ones. And this is somebody typically from the office or practice that you're interviewing with. Um, On top of that, we typically have on campus what we call ambassadors, so um, consultant representatives on campus who are also there to do some case coaching with you leading into the actual interviews. And so I would say take full advantage of those two um, formal mechanisms to practice cases, get feedback. I would say leading into those conversations, you know, do some practice ahead of time with your peers at the school, with you know, second years if you're a first year, so that you feel like you've gotten some reps in going into those. And then that way they can really focus on kind of those tweaks leading into the, the round one interview. Um, but they're there for you to use and you know, that's and we really want you to fully leverage them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yep, and I, I I would add I think that was well said, Chris, and I would I would add on one quick thing. Um, these when we provide, you know, buddies or case coaching, it is truly to help you get some practice and, and bring out the best of yourself in yep. the, the actual interview day. But they are not evaluative. They are one hundred percent to help you and we are we are not evaluating. So um, use them as a an experience to grow and get ready and don't worry about uh, being perfect that day because that that is not part of the actual interview process itself. Great. This is incredibly helpful. Um, just any, do you guys have any other general advice or things that you'd love for students who are listening to know about the MBA process or about McKinsey in general? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like we've hit on a lot of main points that I share with students just around, you know, once again, bringing your authentic self, focusing, you know, both on the problem solving, but also the behavioral interview, 
Um, and I think what Colin said around networking, really getting a feel for the people and the culture to really make a, the best decision for you. I think, I guess one other additional thought I would have is, you know, there's a lot of um, myths out there and um, maybe you're not certain, you know, the way McKinsey does things. Just ask, honestly. We're really more of an open book than I think students realize. Um, and we're up for the tough questions, um, you know, both about the recruiting process itself, but also, you know, how it how it's like to actually work at McKinsey. And so please leverage us as resources to help get those tough questions answered um, versus, you know, feeling like, you know, you have to figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I think that's that's awesome advice. Um, the, the one other thing I would add is, so we've got a ton of resources um, behind, or, or a ton of resources to support recruiting and getting to know um, you, the listener, and, and your, your fellow students on campus throughout the recruiting process. But there is, you know, there, there will be a campus recruiter on on at school and there will be an assigned student ambassador who's like an EM or an associate who's spending a lot of time on campus um, in a lot of cases. But there is, there's, there's a lot of reach out going both ways. And so the one thing I advise, I've, I've seen friends get nervous because they send an email to, to somebody they met at McKinsey and they don't get a response within 24 hours. Um, there is a, a lot going on. So don't stress or, or get worried if you don't get a response right away. We are there to, to meet you and support you and, and work through the process. Um, but don't feel like you have to send up a bunch of follow-up emails just because timing <laughs> might be slow. So that's a little tactical, but I've just seen, I've seen friends get nervous about it. And so one of the hopefully bust that myth that um, a response right away is, does not mean something um, in one way or the other. My team will appreciate you saying that, Colin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's great. Absolutely. Um, Kristen, do you want to say anything about summer associate hiring versus associate hiring? Yeah, absolutely. Just so everyone's like super aware, but, you know, I think um, we do most of our hiring for our North American offices and practices in particular during the first year process. So we you know, bring folks in for the summer internship. Um, a huge majority of them receive offers to return. So that's really how we build our full-time pipeline for the North American offices and practices. I think for international, we're still looking for talent both for summer internship opportunities as well as for full-time. It doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities with the North American offices or practices for full-time. It's just they're a bit more constrained, to be totally honest, because we're coming in and grabbing most folks for first year um, for summer internships and then turning them into full-time offers. So I think if you're, you know, the moral of that story is if you're interested in a North American office or practice, should really give it a strong consideration for the summer internship, um, knowing that full-time is a bit more constrained for those offices. Great. Thank you both for the time. Really appreciate it. To learn more about McKinsey's business school recruiting, how to apply, and tons of other information, check out mckinsey.com careers.